Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Easy Natural English with Liam where I talk to you with no script and no editing so you can get used to English in a natural way. And today I'm just going to talk a bit about my experience recently of passing a Japanese exam. Um, so in Japan there is an exam called the JLPT exam, which is the Japanese language proficiency test, which is why it's called yeah, JLPT. Um, and I took this exam ages ago, a long time ago. So when we say ages ago, ages ago means a long time ago. It's a phrase that native speakers use a lot, so you should remember that phrase. So I took this exam ages ago, and um, I've just been waiting a long time for the results. Uh, so I took the exam uh, right in the beginning of July. I think it was right at the beginning of July. So I've had to wait um, well over a month for my results. Uh, it's almost two months. And I finally got my result and I found out that I passed the exam. So I was quite happy about that. So this exam, JLPT, um, I think I talked a bit about this on my Patreon podcast. So for those of you that don't know, I have this regular podcast and I put out two episodes a week. But I also have an exclusive extra special bonus podcast that I post on Patreon. So you need to be one of my supporters to hear that. There is a link in the description of the podcast if you'd like to join and hear that extra bonus episode every week. Because um, on there, on the bonus podcast, I usually talk a bit more about personal stuff, more about private stuff, things going on in my life. So I think I was talking a bit um, about the exam on there. So I took the exam back in July. Um, and yeah, there are five levels for this exam. Um, they call them N5... Uh, up to N1. So N5 is the easiest level, and then there's the N4, the N3, N2, and N1. So I took the N1 exam, which is the top level. Um, so it was pretty tough. It was pretty hard. Um, there was a lot of uh, quite formal Japanese grammar that I had to learn, uh, quite a lot of sort of literary stuff. So literary uh, grammar, things that I usually just used in books and essays, um, stuff that's not really used in everyday conversation that much. So there's a lot of stuff that um, I hadn't really come across before um, because if you've been listening to my podcast for a while and you know about how I study, I usually like to study um, in a way that's as natural as possible, which is why I make this podcast for you guys because I think it's very important when learning languages to get lots of natural input so I listen to a lot of podcasts similar to this one, and then I listen to a lot of native-level Japanese podcasts. I watch a lot of TV shows. Uh, I read comics and read books and things like that. So when I started studying for this exam, you know, I started doing some uh, past papers. So I was doing some papers from previous years. Um, I found there was some stuff I didn't know because, um, yeah, some of it was sort of very... Uh, literary. So I read novels in Japanese, um, but I usually read more like mystery novels or I read um, some sort of like Murakami Haruki novels. Um, these kind of like more modern, more kind of uh, popular novels. 
whereas um, the reading section of this exam, um, a lot of the sort of reading parts were more like essays, so they were written in kind of a different style. Um, yeah, a bit more sort of, um, it's kind of hard to explain really, but yeah, not really the kind of style of writing that I that I like. I don't really like that style of writing. A lot of them were quite boring. <laughs> a lot of them were kind of like opinion pieces on stuff and they were just really boring topics like a lot of the essays were about how things have changed over time and that's an interesting topic how things change over time you know I like reading about history and things like that too but they were always like the same kind of thing like oh young people these days use technology too much or something so a lot of it was just sort of like opinions of old people about how they think there's too much dependence on technology and stuff like that so it's kind of like boring topics really um yeah so a lot of that kind of stuff and then like the grammar they tested again was kind of grammar that doesn't come up in conversation um is only used in yeah sort of newspapers or formal writing or yeah sort of this kind of old literature and stuff like that so some of it yeah even kind of outdated stuff that if you're only reading modern books and things, you won't come across. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of extra stuff I had to sort of study, a lot of Japanese that usually I don't bother studying that I had to study for this exam. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I managed to pass the exam. And actually, my score was not bad. My score was uh, 77%. So actually, the pass rate for the exam, or like the amount you need to pass is quite low. You actually only need to get 55% to pass the exam so you need to get 55% overall and you need to get um, like 20 points on each section or something like that uh, but I got 77% so I passed by quite a high amount you know if you only need 55% I got 77% yeah I passed with no problem so I was quite happy with that um, so yeah now I have to think about if I'm going to use this certificate for anything um, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to take the exam was kind of just to see if I could, because I've been studying Japanese for four years, and this is the, you know, most famous top level exam, and I kind of felt like, I think I could pass this, you know, I, I had a go at a past paper on my, you know, I downloaded a past paper and I tried it and I thought, I think I can pass this, so I studied, um, specifically for the exam for, um, about two months before the exam. So I, when once I decided I was going to do the exam, yeah, I started watching a lot of, um, mostly just watching a lot of YouTube videos of people teaching the grammar you need to know for the exam. And then, yeah, doing past papers. And then whenever I got something wrong, looking up on the internet why I got it wrong and, and like learning that grammar and making flashcards on Anki to memorize stuff. Um, so... Uh, yeah, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, so I was talking about uh, what I'm going to use the certificate for. So I don't know if I'll really use the certificate for anything. As I said, I kind of just wanted to see if I could do it, and I thought it would be interesting to study in a different way because usually I don't study in a sort of very formal way. I usually just, like I said, uh, watch TV shows and read books and things. So I don't usually do this kind of study where I'm learning from lists and trying to memorize lots of specific vocabulary and things. Um, so it was kind of interesting to do a different type of learning. And it gave me like a kind of extra bit of motivation for a while 
and it was a bit of a change. It was a nice change. And now I'm very happy to be back to just fun Japanese study again, <laughs> back to yeah, reading comics and things. Uh, recently, I've been playing a video game in Japanese. It's very fun. Um, you know, so yeah, I'm back to sort of like fun study again now. But uh, yeah, this certificate, I can use this to do quite a lot of stuff. Um, like if I wanted to do some translation work, um, there's a lot of translation jobs in Japan that only require the N2 level, which is only the second to top level. Um, so if you have the top level, the N1, which is the one I just did, uh, there's a lot of translation jobs you can get with that. There's uh, yeah, lots of different types of translation work like translating things for video games or um, translating things for um, there's a lot of like um, the better paying jobs are for uh, patents so for like copyright for things you know um, to have like ownership intellectual ownership over something those kind of legal documents uh, those jobs are a bit better paying so there's all kind of jobs you can get in translation and things like that and basically if I wanted to if for some reason I wanted to go and study in a Japanese university the certificate would allow me to do that or if I wanted to get a job which is doing just something but I need to prove my Japanese level I can use this paper and um, yeah um, it can also help with visa applications and things because obviously I'm a foreigner in Japan I have to update my visa all the time and yeah later if I wanted to get permanent residence or citizenship uh, this certificate can help because it shows look I'm trying to be part of society in Japan I'm studying Japanese so it can be useful for that as well so anyway that's just a bit about me passing the JOPT N1 I'm quite happy if anyone wants to message me and say congratulations or well done feel free to do so you can comment on my YouTube channel or on Instagram or something yeah let me know if you want to if you wanted to say well done or something so thank you all very much uh, for listening uh, as i mentioned earlier on the patreon page i put out uh, exclusive episodes every week so check out that link if you want to listen to those um, in the links under the podcast there's also a link for my italki page my talking uh, my teaching page so you can come and take a lesson with me there's also links there for my youtube and my other social media so check all those out and i'll see you guys back here next time 